Look to the person next to you and say, this changes everything. There are some things in life that change everything. Have you ever noticed that? There are experiences, there are encounters, there are events that happen in people's lives that it's just like they're looking at themselves and they're saying, wait a minute, this changes everything. This is a game changer. And I believe that most of us are familiar with the account. We're going to look at both a positive and a negative example of that. I believe most of us are familiar with the account found in Genesis about Adam and Eve. What was it like before the fall? Adam and Eve walked with God every single day. The scripture says that in the cool of the day, God would come down and he would walk with them and he would have fellowship with them. God would talk to them throughout the day. I mean, like face to face. He would come and walk with them in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve, now before the fall, we also know this about Adam and Eve. Before the fall, we know that God said to Adam in Genesis 2, the Lord God took the man, he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. God gave Adam dominion over the garden and all of creation. Who did God say to name the animals? He told Adam to do it. And so whatever Adam decided he wanted to name an animal, the scripture says that was its name. There was no one there to question him. There was no one there to debate with him. If Adam thought this looked like a giraffe, then it was a giraffe. We didn't go to a committee. There was no one who said, I don't know if I like giraffe. I don't kind of like that. That doesn't kind of fit for me. There was nothing at all like that. Adam had rulership. Adam had an incredible sense of confidence. There was such a confidence, but there was also this innocence and purity about him. So with Adam and Eve, before the fall, there was this innocence and this purity about him. They just talked with God. It would be like every day. God would stop down and and he would spend time with them and they would fellowship with him and they had this communion with God. Man is a lot like cows, Maybe cows are a lot like man. Have you ever noticed when you go by a local dairy farm or a field with cows, you might have 20 or 30 acres of pasture land. And where do the cows hang out at? Along the fence. And what do they usually do? Their heads, have you ever noticed cows? Their heads are stuck the whole way through a barbed wire fence. And their tongue is stretched out as far as it can be. And they're trying to reach that little blade of grass right on the other side of the fence. It's like they always seem to want what's outside of what's been designated for them. And the problem sometimes with man's sinful nature is a lot of times we want things that are a little bit outside of the parameters that God establishes for us. Now God said to him, I want you guys can have everything here. It's yours, Adam. Eve, it's yours. Take it. Rule over it. You can partake of everything except this one tree. And that's the thing that Adam and Eve wanted. Now, when we talk about it changing, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, it says this. Genesis 3, 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. 
She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid themselves from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. You know, there are some things that change everything. There are some events, there are some things that take place that change everything. Before Adam and Eve disobeyed God, as I mentioned to you before, there was this innocence, there was this purity about them. They knew no shame. They were not focused upon themselves. Isn't that something? The focus was not upon themselves. They were just enjoying the blessings of God. The attention was not upon themselves. But after they partook of the forbidden fruit, their eyes were opened and they were afraid and they were ashamed. A lot of times people think about someone having an eye-opening experience. They think of it as a positive thing. Their eyes being opened was not a positive thing. This experience of their eyes being opened, was, it wasn't in a good way. That one event changed everything. And I was thinking how often, uh, we're going to talk about a negative and a positive aspect of this. From a negative aspect, how one event can seemingly change everything in our lives. Like one experience can open up our eyes in a negative way to many things. Do you ever notice that when you choose to hold on to an offense, someone does something or someone says something to you, or someone overlooks you and you're faced with that temptation, am I going to hold on to this or am I going to let it go? That when you choose to hold on to it, you begin to see everything from that perspective. You read more into things than what's there. You think that people are doing this on purpose. Uh, They're just trying to hurt me. Have you ever noticed this? That when you sin against a brother, when you sin against someone else, he may not even know it. May not know what you did or what you said or how you acted. But every time his name comes up, you start feeling and acting awkward. It changes everything. When he comes into the room, you're no longer comfortable. It's no longer the same. What? That sin, that offense that you committed against your brother, changed everything. For young people and for older people. For young people who are dating. When a young person crosses a line sexually and is immoral, it changes the entire relationship. The relationship, you can't unring a bell. You can't unring a bell. There's certain things that when a person crosses a line, that it's no longer the same. It's different. It doesn't go back to being what it was before. The dynamics of the relationship are different. You see each other differently. It's, it's different. What's funny is when people disobey God, how often they sense the change and they know something has changed But a lot of times they don't recognize the change as being within themselves or their perspective. It's everybody else has changed. People are looking at me different. Like you don't think that God knew that Adam and Eve were naked? You don't think he realized that? 
But Adam and Eve begin to think, wait a minute, there was no one else there. Do you get that? There was no one else in the garden. It was God and, and Adam and Eve. There was no other human beings there. And yet they'd feel this need to cover themselves. And they recognize this sense of fear. People, oftentimes, whenever we disobey God, we begin to think that people are looking at me differently. I don't feel like I fit in anymore. And people who were dear friends, I'm going to tell you something. Whenever you disobey the voice of God as a believer, what you will find is that there will be a separation between you and godly men and women around you. People who were dear friends to you. It seems like it just puts something in that relationship. It's different. I don't fit in anymore. And surely it's got to be them. It wouldn't be me. My family just doesn't understand. And so you have a a young person who has a good relationship with their mom and dad. And and whenever they start disobeying the voice of God and they start going in a different direction, they begin to think, my mom and dad don't understand. My brothers and sisters don't understand. My relatives don't understand. My friends don't understand. Isn't that ironic how much we think everybody else changes? The funny thing, as a pastor, there's times whenever, you know, I mean, we can have a difference of opinion. But there's times whenever you see people who you can see the change in them. And they don't recognize it. Well, I don't know if I like the way you clean the lights. Okay, yeah. That's the real issue, isn't it? The real issue is the lights that we put in. The real issue is not what's going on in your heart. The the real issue is the lights. And what happens is if we're not careful, if we're not careful, it changes the way we see everything. For Adam and Eve, their choice caused them to feel uncomfortable in the presence of God. When you've made certain choices, it's going to make you feel uncomfortable in God's presence. When people are talking about the Lord and they're passionate about the Lord and you've made choices to go in another direction, you're going to feel really uncomfortable. You're going to be like, oh, they just think they're more spiritual than me. All of these things. But for Adam, Adam went and he ran and he hid. So we understand that the longer it persists, the deeper the rift becomes. The longer it goes on, this deeper the rift that separates us. We talked about the negative. For Adam and Eve, I mean, it changed everything. When you give in, when you give in to your flesh, you're going to lose your confidence. You're going to be walking, you know, you're walking in the Spirit, and you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and you're doing what God asks of you. You're able to walk with a confidence and with a boldness and with a peace and a security. But when you give in to your flesh and you start following just the ways of your flesh, you're going to lose your confidence. You're going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your courage. You're going to begin to see things. You begin to see things. You're thinking your vision becomes twisted. And you see through your addiction. You see through your rebellion. You see through your disobedience. If you don't believe me, I don't want you to do this. But if you don't believe me, I want you to think back to sometimes when you've given into your flesh what it's done to you. You're walking in the Spirit. You're hearing the voice of God. And you start to hold on to an offense that someone sinned against you. 
you look back and see how that changed how you viewed everything. You loved your church. You loved your friends. And now you think that they're all against you. Why? Because you're looking at it through that offense. You knew what God had told you to do. You were confident of, of what God had said to you. And then when you walk in the flesh, you begin to wonder, can I hear from God? Can I really listen? Is God really going to use me? But there was something else that changes everything. From a positive standpoint, you know, truth changes everything. Truth. There are situations, we're going to list a couple of the things that change everything. Repentance changes everything. Just like whenever sin comes in and it separates us from God, whenever repentance comes, it changes everything. Have you ever been in a situation where you just feel completely overwhelmed? You're just totally overwhelmed. You don't know if you're going to make it through it. You know, there's situations that we face where we say, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I don't know if I can continue in this I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing the right thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. I'm going to tell you, in the negative, when you give in to the flesh, it changes the way that you see everything. It causes you to be afraid. It causes you to lose your confidence. It causes you, you know, to have all these crazy thoughts and things. But in the positive standpoint, whenever you repent, it changes everything. It changes the way that you relate to God. It changes the way you relate to other people. It changes the direction in which you are headed. I was thinking about some other things that change everything. Forgiveness. Man, forgiveness just changes everything. But pastor, she hurt me. Pastor, he hurt me. He's been doing stupid things for a long time. I'm going to tell you what. I don't know if I can continue in this. You know what? Forgiveness changes everything. Just like whenever you, you know, and many of you know this, whenever you've given into the flesh and you've done what the flesh wanted you to do and it just takes away your courage and your confidence and your zeal and you don't know if you can continue on. In the same way, when you give into the spirit and you forgive somebody, it changes the way you see everything. You hear me? It changes the way you see everything. So forgiveness changes everything. You know what else changes everything? Humility. <laughs> there are some situations that unless humility comes in, pride, you're seeing, people are seeing everything through the eyes of pride, through the eyes of, of my image, uh, through the eyes of impressing other people. There's divisions that people have in their lives because of pride, and it's keeping people separated. And they say, I don't see any way that this situation can ever be any different until humility comes. And when humility comes, it just absolutely transforms everything. There's some situations that this one word will change everything. Courage. Oh, I'm in a situation. It's tough. Oh, well, you know what? All you need in that situation is courage. Because when you have courage, it changes everything. Everything changes as a result of God simply providing one thing, providing courage. Wisdom. 
There are some situations that will be radically changed by one thing, just wisdom. Oh, pastor, there's no way you can fix this situation. There's no way out of this. There's no way to make it better. Oh, yeah, there is. The wisdom of God. When wisdom comes into the situation, it changes everything. And this is what I noticed. The enemy wants us to focus upon the times, the negative things that change everything. He wants us to focus upon if you've been hurt by somebody and all you can see, all, everything you see is through the lens of hurt. If you've been in a situation where you feel like you've lost your hope and you're afraid, for whatever reason, you gave in to fear. He wants you to see everything through fear. He wants you to see everything through a sense of pride and arrogance. He wants you to see everything through that. But I'm telling you, man, just as quickly, because I guess the thing is, is I've experienced that. I've experienced the times of being disobedient to the voice of God and have it, it's almost like it's a, a switch. Have you ever been there? It's almost like a switch. You didn't do what God said, or you did what he said not to do. And it was like a switch turn, and you're just like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? And you're just feeling hopeless. And just, for listen to me, friend, just as powerfully, just as power. Am I the only person who's ever experienced that? Maybe I'm talking to other people. Maybe none of you have ever experienced it. I mean, I've experienced that. Where you disobey what God says. You don't listen to what he's saying. Or you do your own thing. And it's like, oh, man. You just feel it. It's, you feel hopeless. You feel discouraged. You feel overwhelmed. You feel, what's going on now? And in the same way, just as powerfully, I want you to hear, God will give you exactly what you need. If courage is what changes everything, he'll provide the courage. If repentance is what changes everything, he'll do it. He'll bring that about in your life. If surrender, if it's pride or whatever that is, God has the ability to do something in a moment that changes everything. What's he saying to you today? As we close, I just want to say, I want to give you a chance. that We just want to pray. Being hopeless is a horrible place to be. Having situations where you just say, I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't know how long I can. I know it's what I'm, maybe what I'm supposed to. I, I don't know how long I can go on like this. That's a terrible place to be. And maybe there's some people here today that you would just say, you'd just be honest and you'd say, Pastor, you know what? There's some situations in my life that I, I just need God. I feel hopeless. I feel like things have happened in my life that have changed everything in a negative way. Maybe you're away from God. You're just distant from Him. And you can trace it back to a certain point. And you say, man, that's what changed everything. I can chase it back. I can trace it back to holding on to this or whatever the circumstance was or this choice that I made. I want God to change everything. Or maybe you're serving God and you need some things. You're in situations where you say, you know what? I feel like I can't keep going. But if pastor's right, the Holy Spirit's speaking through him to me. Courage would change everything.
the truth would change everything. Forgiveness would change everything. Humility. If I could have humility, it would change everything. I just want to pray for you. I know some people are going to go, but I'd like to pray with you personally. I'd like to pray with you personally and us just take a few moments and we just say, God, specifically, I need to repent. For those who need to, it's a matter of repentance. I need to repent. I got things I need to repent of. For others, it's saying, God, I've let fear control my life. For others, it's saying, I've not sought you for wisdom, but I need I need you to change everything. I want to pray for you today. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Before everybody leaves, before everybody leaves while they're watching, because a lot of times to receive from God, it takes humility. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, they, they don't have to know all the details. But I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to stand up and come to the altar. That's what we're going to believe. We're going to believe that as you take those steps, that God's going to change everything. Lord, we humble ourselves before you today. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, all of us have known the disobedience that changed everything, that caused us to lose our peace, to cause us to lose our joy, to cause us to lose our confidence, our wisdom. Um, just seems like it changed everything. Lord, we also want to know the truth that changes everything. We want to know the courage that changes everything. We want to know the forgiveness that changes everything. And Lord, I know there's some people who, they're going to be content to walk out. And that's not who we're talking to. We're talking today to people who are at a point who say, God, This changes everything, and I'm ready for it to change. In the name of Jesus, amen.